from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studio. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm your host for today, Jade Warshaw, and I'm joined by the man, the marvel, George Campbell. I was like, where are we going with this? this George, is, I could go on going. and on. I could, the Magnificent. This is why you want to hang out with Jade. She makes you feel great. <laughs> well, you are great, George. You're a great Appreciate guy. That. A Happy great coworker. And uh, we're taking your calls all day long, uh, at least for the next three hours, that is. And uh, calling with whatever it is you want to talk about. We're talking about life. We're talking about money, trying to stick to the budget, trying to pay off debt trying to buy some real estate, whatever it might be, put the kids through college, whatever it is, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And let's go on right directly to these phone lines because we've got Landon in Memphis, Tennessee. What's going on, Landon? M-Tone? Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Doing good. How are you? Doing well. Um, so I just wanted to get y'all's opinion on something that might be absolutely ludicrous. But, oh, goodness. Um, Luda. I, I prefer to prefer to get y'all's opinions anyways. Um, so I just made a career change about seven months ago. I became a realtor after leaving a job that I was at for about since I was 12, actually. Wow. Um, and my wife works a salary job. And so obviously with me being a realtor, my income can go drastically up or down. Sure. Um, so for my first couple of months, I didn't make a whole lot. And then this month I made 32 grand. Next month I'll make about 25. And then I'm working a $9 million deal. And so, whoa, hold up. Did you say 9 million? Yes, that's right. Can I, what Uh, is it? Can I ask? uh, It's a commercial property. Wow. Yeah, Um, that is Luda. So keep going. Obviously, so obviously one month, you know, I could make really good money and the next month I might, you know, make not much. And so my question is, is, is it a good idea for my wife to quit her salary job to be a stay-at-home mom, which she desperately wants to do, and just, you know, stick with my commission-only um, job? How long have, so you may have said this before, but I got sidetracked by the $9 million. How long have you been doing real estate? Seven months. Seven months. And how much money is your wife making right now? Like 45 or 50 grand. Here's what I would, here's, I'm, I'm always going to tell you what Jade Warshaw might do um, if I were in your exact situation, in your exact shoes. I think that you're probably on track to be able to do that, but you're so early in the game on this, I would want to just get a whole picture of what a whole year is like and say, okay, like, is this normal? Did I have just a couple of quick windfalls? What's it like? You know, does that make sense? Because I feel like real estate is one of those things. So many people got into real estate, George, in 2020. And it was like, huh, I can do this. Like, this is easy, you know? And then the market started getting different. And it was like, oh, this is what it's really like. Yeah, it went from anyone and their mom could sell houses and make good money to, oh my gosh, even the pros are struggling. Right. And it sounds like you're not struggling. Um, I'm curious, you, you told us what you made uh, this month, the previous month, and what you kind of have down down the pipe, but what were your first six months like? So month one, I did about $1.5 million in deals. What? Um, so what does that amount to? What's your net profit? I made like 35 grand. In one month? Yeah. So what's been your worst month? I mean, that's, that's, that's not necessarily counting broker fees and stuff, but that's, you know, okay. 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 I'm with you now. So what would be your net income after all fees? Give me your worst month so far. You there? 
Well, well, we had a good run with Landon. Well, let's keep talking about this we'll, because the whole, we'll see if we can get him back. We'll let's put try him to get him back. But what I'm, what we're getting at, and what I know what I'm getting at is, I want to see what the track record has been with this because if it's like, hey, I'm, I made thirty thousand, or you know, now I made thirty two, but I was making seven, I was making five, I was making four, I made ten. You know, if it's been very sporadic, and then all of a sudden there's a jump off. That's great. I'm happy for him. I would want to know more about it. Did you meet somebody? What was the connection? Like, what has happened that has made this explode um, in a good way? And is that something that's sustainable? You know, because because having his wife uh, decide that she's going to stay home, that's a big, you know, that's sure. a big deal. And to go from a, you know, a, oh, he's back. Great, great, great. Let's see if All right, I'm going to pull him back. Us. All right, Landon. Sorry, we... Uh, what happened? You hit some turbulence? I have no. It just said call failed. I don't know what happened. That's all right. So we were just speculating over here about your situation. We're trying to define the track record. This and has it been steady? to a mathematical equation. If your expenses oh. are $4,000 and your worst month was $6,000, she can stay home tomorrow. And if well, you can learn how to manage this irregular income, it's not going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, our expenses, I mean, we're in baby step seven. Our house is paid for and we don't Sweet. have any debt. Okay, so um, security. And, and we have about... 70 grand in our emergency fund. Okay. Um, and so the plan was to just take a salary out of whatever commission. So if I make 35 grand in a month, just take like a $5,000 salary out of that and then just continue to put the rest to whatever we need to as far as an emergency fund, retirement, whatever. Yeah, you, you guys are at the point where yeah. you just build wealth and give. Yeah. I mean, the 15% right. for retirement, now you can do 25%, plus you could save up in an index fund and purchase some real estate, and you can have some real fun or give yeah. outrageously. I love it. Which yeah. is currently our plan, is just to save up and pay cash for rental real estate and then invest heavy and give. Boom. That's great. Yeah, I'd say go for it. You're in a good position. You've done everything right, and you have no reason to fear an in, an irregular income. Very cool call. And Thanks Landon's for the call, not, He's not scared of work, and that tells me no matter what happens, yes. it's going to be okay. If there's yes. a b- bad month, he'll go out and make money elsewhere. Worst case, one day, if his wife wants to work, she can go do that again for sure. outside the home. That's right. Yeah, you can always go back if you want to. Very, very it's cool. A, it's a big goal for a lot of people, though, to stay at home. It is. And, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today before we even got on the show. I was sitting by myself thinking about the fact that so many people call in and they're trying to know, am I to the point where, you know, my wife can stay home or if it's a stay at home dad situation. And I think that it is something that a lot of people aspire to. And it's it's so hard sitting on this end when you have to say no if you do that, you're going to, you know, like, your finances are going to suffer so much. It's better if you continue working. It's almost like taboo to tell someone, you know, you're calling a financial show. And if it were us, we'd keep working to pay down that debt. And it's like, what? You'd rather me take time away from my precious eight month old, you know? Yes. And, and, and people think that we're really just trying heartless. to, yeah, be heartless. But at the end of the day, it's like, no. We want you to have the best possible scenario. And this is not the case with Landon. His wife can stay home tomorrow. She but could probably stay home years ago. At absolutely. This point, but. but I mean, with a lot of folks, it's like, no, you might have to sacrifice a little on the front end so that you can attain that dream later on. And sometimes you have to say no. Well, a lot of people call into the show and a spouse already stays home. Yep. They have a huge pile of debt. They've got five kids 
and the household income is like 35 grand. And right. we're going, this is a, you're never going to be out of debt. You're always going to have these money struggles if we don't make some serious sacrifices. Yes. So doing it the right way the first time, uh, which is usually the hard way, mm-hmm. is the best way for yeah. peace and less stress. That's right. And even though everybody, you know, your friend circle or the folks on Instagram might be doing it, it doesn't mean that you can afford to do it. You can do whatever you want to do, but it doesn't mean that you can afford to do whatever you want to do. Ouch. Jade, you're hurting feelings out there already. I'm I'm preaching a little bit. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org budget. That's chministries.org budget. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. It's Jade Warshaw here, joined by George Camel as my co-host, also host of the amazing YouTube channel, The George Camel Show. Oh, thank you. Yes. It's, you, we're having a good time. I, I see that. We're I, having too much fun. I put on a temporary tattoo for a video today, if that tells you how much fun we're having. Where is said tattoo located, George? It's on my bicep. If you can even call it a bicep. I don't know if I can it's busting, scientifically. It's busting through your yeah. shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wear baggy shirts just so I don't make anyone jealous like well, John Deloney. I know. We don't. We feel very insecure when we're next to you, George. But you can go check that out. We got new episodes Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then Ooh. Smart Money Happy Hour. Yes. Our show with Rachel Cruz. That drops on Thursday. So I almost have every day of the week locked in. Yeah. I love Smart Money Happy Hour. Um, I listen to it on my long runs. And oh, it's, thank you. It, it is. is It keeps me like entertained during my run. So I'm not... Keeps you distracted. Maybe yes. I should try that. I should try running and then listening to Smart Money Happy Hour. Yeah. You need something me. to distract you from the pain. And, yes. <laughs> and Smart Money Happy Hour does just that. Um, something else here that's um, not painful, but actually really great is Austin, one of our producers said, you guys need to check out this article. And I've actually seen this before. It says Gen Z is ditching credit cards for cash stuffing and a 90s throwback. So it's not just the fashion that's come back now, not just the Jinko jeans. It's also cash stuffing. I mean, they're trying to make it sound like this is like an ancient. I mean, I guess it, it is pretty old, but it made me feel old when I read it. He says, as well as flip phones, look at this, <laughs> just like flip phones, micro mini skirts, popcorn tops. I think I missed that trend, luckily. What the heck is a popcorn top? What is that? Is that like crop tops? I'll have tops? to Google that one later. Gen Z is bringing, they're bringing cash back. Yeah, that's, what is this? A staggering 69% of Gen Z is using cash more now than they did 12 months ago. More than Gen Z. Uh, oh, for- Gen X is 47%. Wow. Ooh, that's crazy. Or baby boomers, 37%. So what are we attributing to this? It says cash or envelope stuffing is an old school budgeting hack commonly touted by renowned financial advisor Dave Ramsey, hey. the big boss man. And that is making a resurgence on social media as Gen Z struggles to get a grasp on finances. Well, you know, I, I applaud them, Respect. George. They're going, we're so broke that we're going to stop using the credit cards and resort to cash because that keeps us on That's track. That's right. 
yeah, usually, you know, we read these articles and we're going off in a huff of smoke, but I'm actually proud of these people. If if you realize what you're doing has not been working and if it takes you uh, adopting apparently an ancient form of money management in I'm order glad to Dave's do it. Out here. His feelings would be hurt that his 30 year old advice is now considered ancient. So if you don't know what back. cash stuffing is, what we're talking about here is the envelope system that Dave made popular back in the day where you actually for your budget, you say, I've got 300 bucks for groceries this month. I'm going to withdraw 300 bucks from the bank in cash, put yes. it in an envelope, use that when I shop when it's out, it's out. And I got to figure it out. What a concept. And, you know, here's the thing about the cash envelope system. I love it. My husband and I use that a lot when we were getting out of debt. And sometimes I get the question of like, like, how does this work? Yeah, there are categories that work better with cash stuffing, right? Like you would It's hard to do with your electric bill. Right. The stuff that you have to do that online payment, you wouldn't do it with that. But things like gas, but that's not where you overspend. You overspend on eating out, groceries, going out and shopping at the mall, whatever. That's right. Preach it. And I'll just say, George, I posted on social media the other day about, you know, a lot of people are like, it's so hard for me, Jay, to stick to the budget. What do you suggest? And I'm like, when it comes to sticking to the budget, it's not always like sheer willpower, right? You've got to put these habits in place that help you succeed. And so I always go to cash stuffing. I'm like, put you the right amount of cash in your wallet. And not only that, I'm going to challenge somebody listening right now, take out the credit cards and take out the debit card. Ooh. Get rid of the plastic out of your wallet. You want it? You want to stick to your budget? How bad do you want it? Take that plastic out. And if you know, hey, I'm going to the grocery store, I, I double dog dare you to just take the $200 in cold hard cash and see what happens. It's like one of those cleanses where you take out like sugar and alcohol for three weeks and yep. you realize how great you feel for the first time in your life. The same thing happens financially. Uh-huh. When you go, I'm putting the cards away. I want to feel the pain of having to use the cash. And when you do that at the grocery store, you're going, I'm going to switch to the generic brand. You know, I'm going to put that back. That was a snack. Yeah. I don't actually need that for sustenance. Yeah. And I mean, you think about it. It happens all the time. You're like, okay, my budget is, you know, $200. And then inevitably at the cash register, it says 204.63. And you're like, I'll just take out the debit card and, and do the 463. But if all you have is cash, you put the Pop-Tarts back. That's right. And you know? that's called delayed gratification and discipline. Yes. and willpower and self-control, things we would all do better to have in today's society. That's so I'm right. proud of Gen Z because this is big. Uh, there, uh, a survey found that nearly half of Gen Z said they relied on social media for financial advice, the most of any generation, and a quarter of them said they learned more about money from content creators than school or books. So what wow. happened here was uh, a TikToker, financial influencer, or finfluencer, which is somehow a word, <laughs> Stephanie Garcia, she's got over 300,000 followers. Is that And ba- she does weekly cash stuffing videos. Is that baddies and budgets? That might, I don't know, that might be her. Is that, that is, her? That's her. Yeah, I've okay. seen that. Her content is really fun. Really like she fun. makes it very, very fun. Baddies and budgets. And she says, when you leave money in your account, you swipe your debit card, you don't realize how much money you're spending because it's not something tangible. Mm. At first, I only cashed out for my bills. Then that way I knew that money I had left, I could spend because I would always overspend. Because here's the thing, people use the credit card and they go, well, Jade, I never pay a dime in interest. I still, I'm good. You can't budget when you use a credit card. Think about this. You get the bill at the end of the month. That's right. In one lump sum. You can't budget individually to see if you're even on track or overspending in a category. You're living in reverse. Reverse. You're living in hindsight going, hope I have enough money in the account to cover the credit card bill. That's not a recipe for for wealth or financial success. Not to mention a good point on that, George, is a lot of people do get caught up on the fact that, oh, I'm not paying interest. I pay it off every month. Maybe you do, 
But we know that the stat, the statistics do tell us that you are spending at the very, very least 12 to 15 percent more when you're, you know, using plastic as opposed to cash and specifically when you're using credit card. So it's very uh, much worth thinking about that there. Try uh, let's try to take a little call here, George. We got let's some time. It. Let's see what George, uh, what Drew is talking about in Boston. Hey, that's your stomping ground, George. Boston, Massachusetts. What's I was just there, on? Drew. What's going on? Uh, good afternoon, Jade and George. It's it's a privilege to be speaking with you, although I wish I wasn't. Oh. Um, but uh, <laughs> because long, of his situation, story, not because he doesn't want to talk to us. Okay, that's right. Exactly, exactly. Uh, long story short, I'm 33 years old. I make a little over a hundred thousand. Uh, take homes just roughly over 61k. I have somehow um, got into a position where I've got over just over 76 thousand dollars worth of debt in credit cards and personal loans i'm getting married in november and i've got zero dollars saved up and i'm just thinking maybe i should take out a 401k loan to pay off some of this debt and i'm just wondering what your thoughts were about that um i i am we are going to talk about the idea of a 401k loan in a second Mm -hmm. but i'm going to challenge you big time on the phrasing that you used about your debt you said i somehow somehow i'm not really sure what i did somehow wandered into seventy six thousand dollars of debt and i want you to get real honest and be like no i didn't just somehow wander into it it didn't just lightning didn't strike me and i ended up in debt i made some decisions here like i made some choices and now i have debt right correct yeah i mean yeah i guess that was poor wording i i definitely live outside of my means and i'm trying to get onto a budget i'm just have been having trouble sticking with it but i'm at the point now where it's like uh this i have to you know stick to this budget good and so i totally recognize that i'm just trying to figure out like if i could take out this loan it's my kind of my last resort i think it's not a real solution it's a fake solution that puts you further into debt and so the solution we're going to use is the one in the mirror it's you it's your future income it's selling stuff it's side hustles it's living on less than you make getting on a budget we're going to help we're going to send you financial peace university for one year and every dollar premium but listen a 401k puts your retirement savings at risk it robs the future growth of that money you're going to be stuck and tied to your employer and you're going to end up paying taxes on those loan repayments twice so it's like triple stupid triple and so stupid do not do this at all costs and you, you don't have to you can't borrow your way out of debt that's a fact you got to pay your way out of debt this is the ramsey show you are listening to the ramsey show and i'm your host jade warshaw joined by my other host george camel and uh george this morning it was so cool because right now we are in the midst of entree leadership summit which is a giant event going down for business leaders. And it's been cool to like listen in on these amazing business leaders, give these talks and encourage us and challenge us and kick our butts. Did you get to see any of it? I didn't. I've been here working, Jade, but our leadership team is up the hill at the events. I know, I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I've been jealous because we had Ken Coleman speak. Yes. We got Dr. Jordan Peterson, Willie Robertson, right. Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell. Yeah. Uh, Dr. John Deloney will be speaking Friday. So it's a powerhouse lineup. And of course, Dave Ramsey. Of course. Speaking every day. But of uh, course. So I, I have a little bit of FOMO, but I am excited because we're going to be a part of an event this fall called Smart Conference. Ooh, tell us more. Well, we had a wild one in October right here in Nashville, Tennessee, but we are headed to Chicago this September. So if you've never experienced Smart Conference before, let me tell you, you are missing out. This is my favorite event of the year. It's our biggest event of the year. It's packed with inspiration, motivation, information. And we talk about how to get control of your money, improving your mental health, strengthening relationships, building a successful career. So whether you're in baby step two, you're just getting started, or you're in baby step seven, you followed this stuff for 10, 15 years now, you're going to leave fired up and smarter. Our next one is in Chicago this fall with all the Ramsey personalities, Dave Ramsey, Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, Jade Warshaw, Ken Coleman, and myself. Smart Conference is now a weekend, September 15th and 16th. Woo. We're going to do a live recording of Smart Money Happy Hour that the audience gets to be a part of. That's hey been my favorite part of the event. And right now, the early bird general admission ticket is just 79 bucks for a two-day event. Wow. We have some limited VIP tickets, platinum tickets, so do not wait to get yours. They'll always sell out. VIP tickets include a meet and greet with Rachel, John, Jade, Ken, and me. And one of our favorite parts of the event is getting to meet all the people out That's there, That's right. Jade. Yes. Love that part. It's amazing. Getting to hear their stories, mm-hmm. it's different than just hearing them on the phone. So mm-hmm. we'd right. love to celebrate your success, and it's a huge part of this event. So go to RamseySolutions.com slash events, get your tickets today, and we will see you at Smart Conference. Man, $79, George. That's like a, it's like a bad meal at Applebee's. That's true. Family of four. And right? you can have a two-day... I mean, you can't even go to a live event. That's a ticket fee yeah. from Ticketmaster. We don't do that around here. We run the show. Like that's ju- It's just flat out 79 bucks. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I'll be there, and I hope that I see you there. Uh, let's go to the phone lines, George. Let's do it. We got Nona from Eau Claire. Claire. Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Is my it favorite, Claire? My favorite artist is from there, Bon Iver, Justin Vernon. Nona knows what's up. How's it going, Nona? I've never heard of them. I'm Check him out. How are you, George? Check him out. <laughs> We're doing good. I can I make a can I have a moment of confession right here, uh, George? What did you call the music group? I always thought they were called Bon Iver. Yeah, and you heard everyone's. <laughs> I'm a, sorry. A puppy's tail stopped wagging when you said that. I I'm sorry. I usually get it right. Okay, it's a Nona. French word for good winter. It's a whole. I'm not going to nerd out on indie folk right now, but we're I'm here to sorry. help. Sorry, Nona. Nona, forgive me. I didn't know, but now we're here to help. How can we help? <laughs> um. So I have a question. Uh, there's a little bit of a backstory behind it. I'll try and be brief. Um, so a long time ago, we went through the baby steps, paid off all our debt, saved up money for, a down, for our emergency fund, and then put a down payment on a house. Mm-hmm. And then I found out I w- we found out I was pregnant. Um, my daughter was born, um, and that was kind of when everything fell apart on us. Um, she was born with brain damage due to mm-hmm. oxygen loss and spent eight weeks in the NICU um, fighting for her life. And then about every after she got home, about every eight weeks, she would be rehospitalized with pneumonia due to aspiration. Oh, wow. Um, so shortly after her first birthday, I lost my job. Um and it's just been kind of a struggle. Mm. Um, so thankfully, we never went back into debt. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did drain our emergency fund. Um, and now we've got 
like a whole bunch of house like maintenance. We need to replace things and fix things that we've just kind of been pushing off. Um, and I'm just not sure how to get back on track. Um, my husband makes about 50000 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've picked up bookkeeping. Um, I picked up a side job with lifeguarding and teaching swimming lessons. That's wonderful. Um, so financially, we're starting to get back on track, but I'm just having trouble staying focused and getting back on like a budget. And Yeah. Look, you've been through, you guys have been through a storm and you're still, it sounds like you're still in it and you're still fighting to kind of get your bearings. Um, I think when that happens, it's very easy to lose focus. It's very, because you go into survival mode, right? You're just like, Mm -hmm. the last thing you're thinking about is money. You're thinking about your child, which you should be. Um, And what I want to say to you is, man, just forgive yourself for whatever you might be feeling like, oh, I messed up our finances. I messed up our money. Just let that fall to the wayside because now's another day and today's another day to pick it back up and go, okay, like what do we need to do now to make sure we're in the best possible position? And it sounds like you've already kind of started that journey back, which is great. I applaud you for that. Um, You're doing the bookkeeping. You're doing some other things. What's that bringing in for you right now? Uh, not a whole lot right now. Um, I only have a couple of clients, so the bookkeeping is about $500 a month. Okay. That's... Um, and then between lifeguarding and swimming lessons, I'm expecting about three another $300 a week-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should just fill in the gap a little bit until my bookkeeping, until I can get a few more clients. That's right. wonderful. Um, so how can we help you? How exactly can we help you today? Um, well, the, the main question was, um, I have, we have to rebuild our emergency fund Mm -hmm. and then we've also got maintenance on our house. Like we need to replace our roof. We need to, our Mm -hmm. deck is rotted through, um, any new tires for my car. And I'm just not sure what to tackle, like how to go about getting it all done. If I should do it like, like in the baby step, like the, the, that snowball and just like, I would make a until everything's paid off. I'd make a list by priority. I'd make a list by priority of this cannot wait. We've got to do this today. um, And we've got to do this. So get with your husband and you guys just initially just brainstorm all the things that you feel like are weighing down on you, like that need maintenance, make that list and then go back through that list and prioritize it by importance and then start gathering information. How much is this honestly going to cost us? What's the cheapest we could do it for? And at this point, it's one of those things, George, where there's so many things floating around in your brain. It's just giving you anxiety. And if you can write it down, like actually grasp it from the air and put hands around it and then go, okay, it, what's it going to cost me to get new tires? It's going to be $600. Okay. And really put... Um, just break it all yeah. down into little bite-sized chunks where you have a daily little to-do list. Today, I'm going to research the contractors in the area and get some quotes on the deck. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then I'm going to figure out when the roof needs to be replaced. If that's six months from now, let's figure out 10 grand, divided by six months. Here's how much we need to save each month and start to make a plan for that, create a sinking fund in our budget. And so once you do that and you put it on paper, it makes me feel better because I'm I'm like, no, no, I have like all these things floating around in my head. I need some semblance of process and system and control. And that's that helps. Right. And, and just understand, you're not going to be able to do it all at once, and that's okay. And some of this stuff is going to get done this year, and some stuff it might make, wait till next year. 
but you both need to go into it with the idea of and with the the boundary of we are not going into debt. And sometimes, right. you know, those things, sometimes it can feel like just pounding on your door like the big, the big bad wolf. And it can feel like it's pressuring you to go into debt. And I'm telling you, if you take debt off the table, there's always going to be a solution that you're going to get creative and go, oh, OK, OK, you're going to mm-hmm. reach out to your community. You're going to find a friend who knows a plumber who will do it for you, you know, at cost. You, you're going to mm-hmm. find all those things. So just be patient, uh, make a plan. And hey, we're pulling for you. Yeah. You Give guys have been grace. through it. And you're, you're not the person we're here to beat up on and go, what are you doing? You have been through it. That's right. So if it takes you six months longer than the average person, that's okay. I know it's frustrating, but this is a a very different journey for you guys. And you're doing so, so well. You guys are fighting. You're scratching. You're clawing. You're doing all the right things. And it feels like this is going to be forever, but it's not. The stuff's going to get repaired. The emergency fund will be in place. We're going to get this health situation figured out. We're pulling for you, Nona. That's so great. We love you, Nona. This is The Ramsey Show. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host today, Jade Warshaw, and co-hosting right next to me, I can't believe it, George Camel in oh, the flesh. It. You better believe it. Believe that. Thank you, George, for hosting with me today. It's been fun. It's a pleasure. Um, I learned that you have a new tattoo on your arm. I do have a, it's a temporary tattoo. I want my mom to know. I don't have any tattoos, mom. Don't worry. <laughs> but I did it for YouTube. I did it for the likes, you know? Do cool. it for the story. Do it for the story. So you'll have to tune into the YouTube channel to see when that makes a cameo. I want you to it's do... It's sparkly. Let me just put that out there. It is very sparkly. I have so many questions. I want you to like rip it. <laughs> like America your... is not ready. <laughs> also, we're airing on TBN and that's a family friendly network. So we want to keep it that way, Jade. Well, George, all you have to do is flex your bicep and it will rip right out of your shirt. The, even the idea of me flexing a bicep is generous to call it that. <laughs> But I appreciate that, Jade. (laughs) Well, if you are listening for the first time, thank you for dealing with us. We're just shooting the breeze here. But maybe you've been listening for a little while, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and you're like, I really like this Ramsey show. But sometimes you guys say things and I'm like, what does that mean? I hear you guys talk about the baby steps. I hear you say funny phrases like debt is dumb, cash is king or beans and rice, rice and beans. And I just I got the FOMO, right? I want to know more about this. If that's you and you want to take a deeper dive into the Ramsey whole deal, whether it's the Ramsey show, Ramsey baby steps, all of this, go on to RamseySolutions.com and all you have to do is click that get started button. And we're just going to help you figure out what's your best next step for your financial journey that's based on exactly where you're at today. And along the way, you are going to learn the lingo. You are going to become one of us, a, a Ramseyette, as Join somebody us. said the other night. Yes. <laughs> Join us. No, that's very weird. We are normal people, not weird in that type sure. of way at all. Um, well, maybe George is a little bit, but yeah. that's RamseySolutions.com. And remember, click the Get Started button, and then you can do that. All right, let's talk to William. William is in Chicago, Illinois. What's going on, William? Chi-town? Hey, hey, hey Jay, uh, George. Uh, my question here is, um, I'm, I want to know, I'm, I'm struggling to budget for um, baby step six, kind of getting a good balance between enjoying life and, and um, completing baby step six. Mm-hmm. I'm currently on two, but uh, I will be able to get through three, four, five in the next month or so. Whoa. Um, wow. Is it like a windfall? What happened? I knew you would go there, but yeah. So I got, I, I have 50 K in liquid. 
I got a vehicle I'm going to sell. It's a toy car. It's got about, um, I got a, I, I have a car loan for it. It's 40 K, but it's worth about 80. Wow. So, um, uh, it's worth 80. I owe 40. So it's going to give you what you need. Uh, yeah. Pay off my wife's student loans. Um, she's going to be graduating. So I think that's what I will do with that money since I'm kind of all in on the baby steps now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll take care of all the debt. Um, I've been saving 15% plus um, throughout a um, couple years already uh, okay. before the baby steps. So about 225 on my 401k already. Ding, ding. Um, and, and I've been doing a little bit of saving for the children's, uh, for the uh, college fund. How many so, kids do you so have? Again, I'll pay. I have three now. Uh, one is going to college this year. Uh, and the other one's going to college next year. Wow. Uh, my commitment to them was uh, two-year community college. I will pay for it. Love out that. Out of pocket, cash flow it, and then you guys can work and, and cash flow it yourself. Come on, and William. That's what I'm talking about. Stuff. That's the move right there. Love it. So what's your household income? Uh, so average, uh, two, two fifty mm-hmm. a year the wife's going to graduate. So show she's going to be a nurse practitioner. She's going to bring in some good cash. Wonderful. She's been, she's a nurse now. So she's bringing in some, some, uh, a decent amount every year, but she only works part time, but she'll be able to go to full time. And that's great. Uh, we're going to, the, the goal is baby step six, but again, how do I, uh, how do I Enjoy life. Right. Um, if I am in a decent, I don't know if I am in a decent situation, I would just, I, I, sometimes look, I feel like I am. And with your income, I like I, I'm not. With your income and the fact that you're about to be basically through baby steps two, three, you've already started on four uh, for all intents and purposes, but you're in great shape with that income. And, you know, we always say that the first few baby steps are about being super intense and going hard and gazelle intense and rice and beans. But where you're going to is going to be way more about intentionality. I love that you have a plan already in place for baby step five, which is paying for kids college. And then going into six, it's about looking at your margin. I mean, you're, you're going to continue to budget and do all of those um, smart habits that you've put in place. But then you're going to look at your margin at the end of the month and go, okay, we've got X amount of dollars. How much do we want to put towards the mortgage? Because we do need to put a fair amount towards the mortgage and, you know, work towards paying that off. But, you know, you've, we've done the work, so it's time to live a little as well. And so there is a balance there. And it's up to you and your wife really to decide what that looks like. Is it a percentage game where you go, hey, whatever the margin is, we're putting 40 percent to the mor- to the mortgage extra. And then the other 60 percent we play with and we're doing this and that with that. It's really up to you how you want to. I mean, George, how yeah. did you how did so you decide? My wife and I were extra weird, so we went intense because we just felt like it, and we don't we didn't have kids, we had very little responsibility, and so we paid our mortgage off in twenty six months. We also got a very reasonable, modest home, modest mortgage. Yeah. So, what's your mortgage, William? I'm on a fifteen year uh, mortgage. My my loan is one seventy. The house oh. is worth four hundred. Dude, you're gonna pay this thing off legitimately. I my guess is two and a half, three years. Yeah. And that's like that's you're still living what life. I'm thinking, but I, I don't know if if that that'd still be too aggressive or or. Well, I mean, can I throw something yeah. out there to you, William? Can I can What's I just up? float something? Um, this is this is Jade talking. Sometimes I feel like when people don't have to have much of a journey in the debt payoff, right? They don't have to go through that, you know, three years of intense 
like paying it off, right? Well, it, you I might be more likely to do that on the mortgage. No, yeah. you'd be, uh, I have been the last year. I, I, I mean, I had a 401k loan. I uh -huh. had, okay. you know, I, so I've been knocking them down. I mean, I've had some good income, so I've been doing that for the last year and a half. Right? Oh, okay. So, so you have been on uh, that, on that tip. Okay. Here's what I like. Jade mentioned. I just like having goals. Say we want to we want to save ten thousand for vacations. I'm going to create a sinking fund in my budget and save up ten thousand. We want to upgrade our clothing line item. Great, let's upgrade that. And whatever's left, we're going to dedicate towards the mortgage. So that might be for you guys. Let's say you bring twelve or fifteen k home a month. We're going to dedicate six grand extra on top on the mortgage, and we're going to make that auto pay, and that's going to be our goal. And if we can increase that at some point, that's cool. But that at least we know is going to get the house paid off in three years. Yep. Yeah. The point is just being yeah. intentional with whatever you decide. Um, like George said, I love that idea of the sinking funds, but you know, still living some of your life too, because the the fact is you have done well, you know, and we don't want to take that part away. You know, I think sometimes uh, George, people think that we don't want you to have fun with your money. We just want you to pay off debt and like keep your head down. And, you know, but in this case, <laughs> William, you, you've you done that. You're making a good income. The fact that you're calling it, you know, you've got a plan for college. You're doing all the right things. So yeah, like George said, let's bring up the, the, the vacation budget a little bit. Let's bring up the clothing budget a little bit or maybe the go out to eat budget. And in the midst of that, we can also pay a full extra payment on the house or two full extra payment, you know, whatever that looks like for you. And that's really, really exciting. So very well done. Yeah, that's a great goal to have. And most people pay off a mortgage in 30 years if they're lucky. If you're following the Ramsey plan, we found that people actually pay their mortgages off in about seven years yes. following the baby steps. In our millionaire study, we found that millionaires on average pay off their homes in 10 years. That's right. So anywhere between seven and 10 years, you're doing really well. If you beat that, you're just super weird. And uh, right. with that kind of income, those numbers, and low mortgage, high income, that thing's going to get knocked out in a few years, even with vacations and sport. There's only so much stuff money can buy. That's and so true. I'm, I like having freedom uh, you know, in that windshield. Yeah, I love not having, having a payment. Yeah, and I think, you know, what I was saying to him before is there. it's okay if you and your spouse decide that you want to go hard on paying off that that mortgage and just being aggressive about it, that's your bag too. Like and that's, if mama needs a pedicure, get her the pedicure. Okay, get her the pedicure. The mortgage pedicure. can wait another day. I know, right? Have fun. <laughs> Live and give like no one else. That's baby step seven. And you'll be there in no time. That is right. I love it. Well, that does it for this hour. Guys, be sure to join us next time on The Ramsey Show. What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.